Hi, welcome to Challenge Online. I'm so excited you're with us and all over the world even. And I'm so grateful that I have a message that God's given me called Finding Your Focus. And I don't know about you, but when this whole virus thing hit, right before it, I was on my game. I was having my quiet time. I was praying consistently. I was even eating healthy. And if you know me, that's a miracle. And I was working out. But something happened, it just, it just threw me off. Let me just be honest, it, it threw me off. And I got, I got a head start on the quarantine 15. And I want you guys to leave in the comment, um, what is your favorite comfort food, quarantine food? For me, we ordered a pizza and I hadn't had a pizza like that in a long time. And then the next night I had candy and uh, I, I just, for some reason, something about being trapped inside gives you the munchies. Uh, not those kind of munchies, but the munchies. You just want to snack, you want to have <laughs> a relaxing, fun time, and then even my quiet time started suffering. What's, more, what's worse than stopping and working out and eating, eating less healthy is that I started slipping in my time with God, and I started to lose my focus. And as I was studying for last message, we were studying Philippians 4, I came across verse 8. And verse 8 and 9 have some really powerful truths that I think will be perfect for us during this season. So join me in praying, and then we'll jump into what this passage is saying. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the ability that I have to speak, even if it's through technology. I pray that you would guide me as I proclaim your word, and that you would give me insight and wisdom and the words to say, I pray that we would all listen with intention and intently, and that we would also apply what you say to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's read with me Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I believe this scripture is especially relevant during this crisis. We need to learn to focus on what matters most. In isolation, it is so easy to let mental health, mental health is a real concern right now, and I want to challenge you, do things that help your mental health. Also, I want to challenge you to fight the temptations. You're going to have some old temptations that are just a click away. And so I want to encourage you to focus your mind on the most important things. So that leads me to my first point, is you need to filter your thoughts. Let's look at our verse again. Let's look at verse 8. It says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So, side point, single guys, this is a great Christian pickup line, <laughs> okay? You could say, oh, I was thinking about something lovely. I was trying to apply Philippians 4.8, and I was thinking about you. I actually use that on my now wife, Christy. Oh, I can feel you guys judging me through the screen. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, I, I want you guys to post your favorite Christian pickup line. 
okay? This will be cheesy and bad, but just if you're on the comments, post your favorite Christian pickup line. Um, so hopefully that doesn't distract you too much. But I want to I want to encourage you that seriously though, your thought life will determine the course and the direction of your entire life. If you want to know where someone is going in life, if you had an x-ray into their thought life, you could tell that is the direction that they're headed. Proverbs 20, 23.7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Another great passage on the same concept is 1 Peter, and it's 1 Peter 1.13, so we're going to read it. It says, So prepare your minds for action, and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Notice it says, prepare your minds for action. The picture I see in this is a, a soldier that's getting ready for battle. I picture Normandy when the, the soldiers are pulling up on those boats. They're about to storm on D-Day. They're about to storm the beaches of Normandy. They were focused. If you've seen Saving Private Ryan, one guy was thrown up over the side. They were in the zone. If, if you're in sports, you know, when you're getting ready for a big basketball game, a big, I remember from before my state championship basketball game, I was in the zone. I was pacing back and forth. I had to go to the bathroom 20 times. I was nervous and I was in the zone. I was focused. Another translation says, be sober minded because this is a battle. This is a spiritual battle. The battle for your mind is the battle for your life. I would be so bold to say that most of us have very undisciplined thought lives. How can I say that? It's because I actually had that. I had a very undisciplined thought life. I was lustful. I was insecure. I was full of fear. And it was like a tangled up mess. And I just didn't have control over my thoughts. And by the grace of God, he's led me through a process of transformation where my mind has been radically changed. He, I have like this freedom and joy and peace and power that only God can give. But you have to realize this. A lazy thought life will produce a weak Christian. So over my course of following Christ, this transformation has occurred. And the best verse that I've learned to describe that is Romans 12, 2. It says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You really can be free. You really can be free from fear. You can be free from lust. You can be free from insecurity. God can transform your mind through meditating on God's word, through focusing and fighting this battle in your mind. He wants to transform you into someone that you wouldn't even recognize years from now. A year from now, one, one year from now, if, if you really apply the principles in, that I'm teaching here, you wouldn't even be able to recognize yourself a year later. Transformed in the Greek in this passage is metamorpho. It's change after being with, a changing form in keeping with inner reality. Metamorpho is the root of the English term metamorphosis. And just like a butterfly, a caterpillar changes into a beautiful butterfly, so our minds and our hearts can be transformed into something beautiful. 
A, a mind that is self-controlled and focused on Christ is, is peaceful and beautiful. It's something that can be, bring pleasure and joy into your life. This is something you can grow in. You can grow in your discipline, in your thought life. And it's actually a lie from the pit of hell that says you can't control your thoughts. I think it's a cop-out to say, well, I just struggle with all these thoughts and all this stuff. Really, we can win. It's a battle that's, it's a constant battle, but it's a battle that you can win. And God never commands us to do something he won't empower us to do. So now is the time to take full ownership of your thought life. Martin Luther put it this way, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. So this does not mean that you will never have a negative thought in your life. It does not mean you won't have temptation. It's what you do with the temptations when they come to your mind. That's what matters. And so we all have crazy, evil things that come from the enemy, that come from our own sinful nature, but we have to learn to, to not let those affect us. We have to learn to say no to those thoughts. Satan actually throws fiery darts into our minds. Ephesians 6.16, it says, In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So faith is what causes the enemy's arrows to bounce off. The shield of faith is what will cause the enemy's attacks, those crazy thoughts, those evil thoughts, those discouraging thoughts, you need to learn to bolster your faith so that the enemy's arrows can bounce. And you can have victory, you can have peace, and you can have joy. You are in a spiritual war, and the battle is raging between your ears. Daily, you need to make a conscious decision not to go down a sinful path in your mind. Every day, there's sinful temptations. Maybe it is anxiety. Maybe it is lust. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's envy. We all have so many temptations, and the battle for your life is the battle for your mind. And there's a war going on right up here. And you can win it by the grace of God. And you need to learn to have self-control in your thought life. Proverbs 25, 28, it says, Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. So in the Bible times, a city that did not have walls was basically like a sitting duck. It was just asking to be pillaged. It was asking to be taken over, like, please attack us. Please just take us, take our, our country, take our land. And you do not want to be that person spiritually. You want to have self-control in your thought life. You want to have a firm shield of faith around your mind and your heart. So here's another great passage, 2 Corinthians 10.5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So this is another military reference, which is talking about taking someone captive like a prisoner of war. And so this is what we want to do with evil thoughts, bad thoughts, negative thoughts. We want to take them, put them in prison, and throw away the key. We have to be actually a little bit violent, a little bit ruthless, and a little bit aggressive in this war to control our thoughts. And this is, this is very empowering to me. This has really changed my life. Is when something comes into my life, I, can, I have the power of Christ to say, no, this is not for me. This is not something I'm even going to dwell on. 
So many thoughts in your life you, you don't even need to dwell on. You don't even need to give them the time of day. You can just, just move forward in faith and focus on living by faith. And don't let, please, let me challenge you, do not let your feelings drive you. I, I, I want to challenge you. A mature person does not live by feelings. They live by faith. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day how you feel. It really matters what is true. We live by faith and not by our feelings. We live by God's word. So peace is possible. Purity is possible. And joy is possible. But it starts with self-control in our thought lives. The next thing I want to encourage you to do is to limit your media intake and increase your time learning about God. A wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. So please don't hear me saying all media is evil, because it's not. But I want to challenge you to think about what kind of media you are consuming. If you're praying in the morning and you're praying the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, and then you're watching the Game of Thrones, that is kind of rough. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you can do that. We need to be honest about how the media that we're intaking into our life, listening to, watching, how it's affecting the way we think. And it's actually affecting us far more than we often give it credit for. But not just rejecting bad media, you can waste your life on consuming good media, okay? You can just watch endless videos and memes, which I love, I'm enjoying all the, the quarantine memes, but you can waste your time on that. And I came across this quote by John Piper, it's super challenging, it says, one of the great uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not for a lack of time. So I want to encourage you to think about how you can use your time wisely in this season. If, social, if you're addicted to social media, if you're always on it, that's the first thing you have to get on. I know that was something that was the case for me. So I had to make the goal that I'm not going to get on social media until I've had my time alone with God that day. So I want to challenge you, make the first app that you open every day, the Bible app. Okay, make that your first app and read it, get into God's word, and then you'll have, you'll be filled up by God and able to minister on a whole deeper level and a, a much more effective level and to be discerning and to be able to filter your thoughts as you go through your day. So think about it though. Why do we so quickly run to social media. Why do we quote so quickly go to Netflix, go to these other things? It's because we have a craving for something. And entertainment gives us this quick fix. But really, there's only one thing that will satisfy us, and that is the presence of Christ. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy, and at the right hand are pleasures forevermore. Think about it. It, when, have you ever walked away from a time, a prayer time, an intimate time with God, and thought, that was a waste of time? I never have. There's been a lot of times in my life that I've gone into starting to do my spiritual disciplines, my prayer time, my quiet time, and was just battling the desire to. I would much rather, in the moment, I've got to confess, like, I'd much rather get on Instagram. But really, when I open my Bible and I spend 30 minutes with God, I'm just so glad that I spent that time with him. So I, want, I really want to plead with you, like, 
Get into God's Word. Grow in your prayer life. Let Him be the one that satisfies your heart. He is the only one that will give you what you need. Augustine said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our, hearts is, our heart is restless until it rests in you. So use this season to pursue Christ with reckless abandon. I want to challenge you also to memorize and meditate on key Bible verses. One of the most life-changing moments of my life was when the director of my college ministry, the, guy, the job that I have now, sat down with my brother and I, and he had us memorize a verse. I thought scripture memory was just for kids, but I did it. I got the cheesy little card, and I wrote down the verse, and I memorized that verse that week, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, for whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. And I did that because I had this like noble ambition in my heart, and that was to not be the twin that didn't have his verse memorized. That was why I did it. But over the course of this semester, I memorized six or seven verses, and something happened. Over the course of that semester, God began to change my, my mind. He'd be able to change the way I thought, and he transformed my life. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 If I could go back to your age, one of the best advices I would give myself is to start putting myself on a strict regimen of scripture memory. God has used those verses probably more than any other habit in my entire life. He's used it to convict me when I sin. He's used, me to, he's used it to protect me when I'm tempted. He's used it in my ministry. Like my entire ministry is basically from verses that I've memorized. Like almost this whole message is verses that I've memorized that God's used in my life that, that mean something deep in my life. And the handful of times that I've experienced something supernatural, God speaking to me in a clear and life-changing way, was actually through a verse of scripture that I memorized. And the verses that we memorize is like God's, the Holy Spirit's vocabulary to us. He speaks to us through his word. And so memorize scripture, dwell on scripture, meditate on scripture, and that will change your life. The mentor that taught me how to memorize verses, his name's Max Barnett. And he said, if you put a million dollars in front of me and said, you, I would give you that million dollars to take out all the verses that you memorized just while you're in college, Max Barnett said, I wouldn't touch it. Now, I would be tempted, <laughs> but I wouldn't touch it either. I wouldn't trade the verses that I memorized just while I was in college. I still use those verses to this day. I actually used one today when I was talking to the staff, a verse that I memorized in college I used with them to encourage them. Bible memorization is absolutely fundamental to spiritual formation. If I had to choose between all the disciplines of the spiritual life, I would choose Bible memorization because it is a fundamental way of filling our minds with what it needs. And Dallas Willard is like this guru, spiritual guru guy. He's a great guy. So I would totally agree um, that scripture memory, memorizing verses, thinking about them, processing, just chewing, meditating is like just a cow chewing on cud, okay? They just keep ruminating over it, keep thinking about it, and going over and over it in your mind. So there's three tools I'd recommend for scripture memory. One is a Bible memory app by Scripture Tiber, a message, scripture memory by Max Barnett, and 
a tool called the Topical Memory System by the Navigators. Those would be a great place to start. So the next thing I see is focus on taking action. Philippians 4 and 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. The key phrase there is put it into practice. You can be filling your mind with scripture, you can be praying, you can be doing all this stuff, but you need to do something. Your faith needs an outlet. And I know that can be hard to consider when you're stuck in your house. But I thought of a few ways. One is you can call your friends and you can encourage them. Encouragement and love can go through any platform. So Zoom your friend and ask him two questions. How are you? Because a lot of people are struggling with mental illness. They're struggling with temptation. They're struggling with depression. And so, man, a simple question, how are you? And listening can mean the world to someone. And then I love to do this. Even if it's not a Christian, I say, well, you know, I follow Jesus. I'm a Christian. And I'd love to, I'd love to pray for people. Is there any way I can pray for you? And then just step back and watch God work. God can open up great doors for us to share Christ. I actually believe God is going to use challenge to lead many people to Christ during this season. And so I encourage you to think of opportunities to invite people that don't know the love of Christ into, into following Him. And then look for ways to serve people, to love people, and to share the gospel. Look for, be active in sharing your faith. Because transformation in Christ always leads to zealous action to serve Christ. So that's a great question. Ask yourself, how can I spend my day encouraging others, serving others, or maybe even sharing the gospel with others? I want to close with a great passage that encourages us to live out our faith, not just keep it personal, but live it out. Titus 2, 11 and 14, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness, and to purify himself, a people for his own possession, zealous for good works. Join me in praying. God, I want to just ask that we would be focused. I ask that we would focus on your word. We would reject evil thoughts. We would reject negative thoughts. And we would really focus on what's most important. We would be wise and good stewards of this opportunity. And Lord, I pray you would provide challenge and you provide each one of us opportunities that we can love people and we can point them to you. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me encourage you, think about what is your next step? What is your top takeaway? Think about what did God say to you? What do you need to do? Maybe you need to make a goal for your quiet times, or start memorizing scripture, or maybe serving others, or maybe you need to stop watching certain shows and start focusing on more on reading books and things like that. I want to encourage you, what is your next step? So we have a, a digital communication card that's right at the top, or we'll put it in the comments, and you can just click the link and let us know two things. What's your top takeaway and how we can be praying for you? I want you to know this during this time that I really love you. Like, I pray for you regularly, and I'm always available to you personally. If you want to reach out to me and let me know how I can be praying for you, please reach out. So have a great week. 
and let's get connected and stay connected. This is not the time to isolate. This is the time to lean in and to stay focused on following Christ. Mm -hmm.